Lost in the dark and without hope, Bilbo makes an unlikely discovery that has enormous ramifications for the fate of Middle-earth, meets a slimy creature who may not be all that different from himself, and wins a riddle game accidentally. This is Lore of the Rings, episode 91, and today we wander rings and riddles as we explore chapter 5, Riddles in the Dark, of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit, or There and Back Again. Let's wander. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's jump right to the pivotal moment of this chapter. Although to Tolkien and original Hobbit readers, it probably didn't seem so critical at the time. While groping around in the dark, quote, Bilbo's hand met what felt like a tiny ring of cold metal. It was a turning point in his career, but he did not know it. Uh, perhaps the greatest understatement of Middle-earth history? Not only is finding the ring a turning point for Bilbo, but this is the turning point of the Third Age. The Third Age of Middle-earth has been pockmarked by battles, framed by the decline of both kingdoms of Numenorean descent and rising unchecked evil. Bilbo's finding of the ring is the most unlikely event that has the most significant downstream ramifications for Middle-earth. No doubt, the ring felt the stirrings of evil and the call of its master. When it slipped away from Gollum, its likely intention was to be picked up by a goblin and start its way back to Sauron. Luckily for Middle-earth, Bilbo found it instead. But at that moment, he doesn't know what it is, so he mechanically slips it into his pocket without thinking much of it. Later, after the riddle game, we're told that the ring, quote, was a ring of power, and it could make the bearer invisible. However, full sunlight could still produce a faint shadow of the bearer. This ring has a will of its own. As Gollum says, quote, it slipped from us. And as Bilbo puts his hand into his pocket, the ring, quote, quietly slipped onto his groping finger. Like the Silmarils from the First Age, these artifacts of great power act of their own volition. Bilbo doesn't understand the mechanics of the ring. He begins to understand only as Gollum mutters to himself about how Bilbo will, quote, be there but not seen. Bilbo suddenly understands, quote, it seemed to him that the ring he had was a magic ring. It made you invisible. He had heard of such things, of course, in old tales, but it is hard to believe that he had really found one by accident. Or was it by accident? Here's a passage from Fellowship, when Gandalf is giving Frodo the history of the rings. Quote, there was more than one power at work, Frodo. The ring was trying to get back to its master. It could make no further use of Gollum. As long as it stayed with him, he would never leave his deep pool again. So now, when its master was awake once more, it abandoned Gollum, only to be picked up by the most unlikely person imaginable, Bilbo from the Shire. I can put it no plainer than by saying that Bilbo was meant to find the ring, and not by its maker. Gandalf here is referring to other powers in Middle-earth, other powers that manifest in very subtle ways. Evil clearly was at work. Sauron's will was only beginning to call all evil things to him, including his one ring. The ring felt the call and attempted to leave Gollum, 
but did not intend for Bilbo to pick it up. One last insight about the One Ring. The great rings of power have a way of activating the core desire of the person who bears it. For the elves, their desire was to heal and preserve. For the kings of men, to have power and to cheat death. For dwarves, to hoard gold. But what was Golem's chief desire? What did the ring enable Golem to get above all things? The ring, most of all, hid Golem so that he could feel safe as he obtained food for himself, fish, and the occasional goblin. Interesting, then, that his core desire was food, not conservation, power, everlasting life, unending gold, or dominion over others. Knowing this gives us a little insight into Golem's origins. Our introduction to Golem can be summed up in one word, slimy. Here's four phrases used to describe Golem. Spot the pattern. Quote, There are other things more slimy than fish. Deep down here by the dark water lived old Golem, a small, slimy creature. Golem lived on a slimy island of rock. But Bilbo felt he could not trust this slimy thing to keep any promise at a pinch. Clearly, we're meant to think that Golem is a dreadful creature. Slime is gross and nasty and thrives in darkness. Tolkien has introduced us to a slimy creature who lives in the darkest depths of the world. But it's evident that not even he knows the origin story of this creature and only seems to discover Golem's backstory as this chapter goes along. Tolkien first tells us, quote, I don't know where he came from, nor who or what he was. Tolkien seems just as surprised and bewildered to find Golem down here as Bilbo and we are. And then we discover a little more. Quote, Riddles had been the only game he had ever played with other funny creatures sitting in their holes in the long, long ago, before he lost all his friends and was driven away, alone, and crept down, down into the dark of the mountains. A couple of things are going on in that passage. Golem used to play riddles with other funny creatures sitting in their holes. That's interesting, especially given the first line of this book, quote, In a hole in the ground, there lived a hobbit. This is followed by a description of a clean, comfortable hobbit hole. And what are hobbits themselves? Well, we could certainly think of them as funny creatures. Well, it appears that Golem was part of a community, a community that placed a high value on friendship. But he was expelled from this community and left isolated in the wide world. The next hint about Gollum's past is in the riddle game. In the riddle about the sun, we learn that Gollum had, quote, lived with his grandmother in a hole in a bank by a river. In another riddle, Gollum remembers, quote, teaching his grandmother to suck eggs. So Gollum had a grandmother. Interesting that his parents are not mentioned. Could Gollum perhaps have been an orphan as well? This is another reference to living in a hole, and this one particularly by water. So we may surmise that Golem was used to boats and navigating the water. Perhaps you see where I'm going with this, but as the narrator learns and reveals these pieces of Golem's backstory, we begin to see the uncanny resemblance that Golem has with Bilbo. Both lived in holes with other silly creatures, in communities that placed a high value on friendship and food. Both are skilled in the art of stealth and being quiet. Both have an innate sense of direction, even being far underground. Quote, they do not easily lose their sense of direction underground. And all of this doesn't even mention the most striking similarity of all, their shared riddle game. We'll get to that right after this break. We're not done yet. 
If you like this episode, please leave a review and share with your friends. And remember to subscribe if you haven't already. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The primary reason for the riddle game is quite subtle and usually gets missed. We usually focus on the deal that Bilbo and Gollum agree to, that if Bilbo wins, Gollum will show him the way out, but if Gollum wins, he'll eat Bilbo. Why did Gollum even bother with talking with Bilbo in the first place? Why not reach for the ring and have done with Bilbo without all the conversation? The reason hits a theme that we've been exploring in nearly every chapter of The Hobbit so far. Hobbits are so obscure that even the legendary creatures of old, like trolls and goblins, don't know what they are. And the same is true for Gollum. When Bilbo stands at the edge of the lake, wondering what to do, Gollum is on his island, quote, wondering a lot about Bilbo, for he could see that he was no goblin at all. Even Gollum, a stretched, corrupted form of a hobbit, doesn't recognize Bilbo for who and what he is. Gollum though not immediately hungry, decides that Bilbo will make, quote, a choice feast, at least a tasty morsel, but decides to play a game with him first. And here is another life lesson for all the kids reading The Hobbit. Don't play with your food, because you never know when your food might best you in a riddle game, draw a sword on you, or unwittingly steal your most prized possession. In any case, the first riddle is asked, which Bilbo answers handily, and the deal is struck. What's interesting to me is that the answers to these riddles generally fall into two categories, natural phenomena, like mountains, wind, sun, darkness, time, and food, teeth, eggs, fish, and eating fish. The one riddle that breaks that categorization is the last one, where Bilbo asks, quote, what have I got in my pocket? The answer to which is neither food nor a natural phenomena. Now, even Tolkien derides Bilbo a bit for not adhering to the laws of riddle games, in that Bilbo's final riddle was actually a question. However, two interesting details justify Bilbo's question as a riddle. First, after Bilbo is saved by pure luck in guessing time, Gollum is pressing him for the next challenge and says, quote, It's got to ask us a question, my precious. Yes, yes, yes. Just one more question to guess. This little slip-up by Gollum opens the door for Bilbo to tweak the rules slightly. A technicality, perhaps, but the next detail that justifies the question is that Gollum accepted it. He took it for a riddle and did not challenge Bilbo. From the prologue to the Lord of the Rings, quote, The authorities, it is true, differ whether this last question was a mere question and not a riddle according to the strict rules of the game. But all agree that, after accepting it and trying to guess the answer, Gollum was bound by his promise. In compensation, Bilbo generously offers three attempts, but indeed answers four of Gollum's guesses. So there's some rule bending going on from both contestants. The outcome of this riddle game, as we know it today, was revised from Tolkien's original story. According to tolkien.cro.net, 
Quote, in the original 1937 edition of The Hobbit, Gollum was genuinely willing to bet his ring on the riddle game, the deal being that Billum would receive a present if he won. Gollum, in fact, was dismayed when he couldn't keep his promise because the ring was missing. He showed Bilbo the way out as an alternative, and they parted courteously. Now, as Tolkien was compiling The Lord of the Rings, he began to feel the weight of Bilbo's discovery, and the ring took a deeper, heftier, and darker significance in the story of Middle-earth. So Tolkien went back and revised this chapter. He changed the stakes of the riddle game and showed us how corrupt and nasty the ring had made Gollum. Since the ring was the most sought-after powerful object in all Middle-earth, Tolkien simply couldn't let Gollum trade it away in a riddle game. This change lessens Bilbo's claim to the ring, but does highlight its evil and corrupting nature. Well, I think that's enough exploring for one day, but I have one more insight to share from this chapter, the power of a journey into darkness. I'll save that for our next episode. Thanks for wandering Middle-earth with me today. My friends, if you enjoyed this episode, let me know by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing with your friends. Follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Lore of the Rings Podcast. For feedback on the show, please email me using the link in the show notes. Until next Thursday, remember, not all those who wander are lost. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Raise your hand if this has happened to you today. You're in the middle of work, you're knocking things off the to-do list, getting stuff done, and your kid asks you to play. Do you drop everything? Do you ask them to wait a minute? What do you do? If you're like me, you don't always say yes right away. The kid moves on, you get busy, and you forget to circle back around and play. An opportunity to make a memory has been lost, and the dad guilt settles in. Not so anymore. I've developed a simple game that will enable you to take those small moments and have fun. It's called Dad's Adventure Dice Digital Edition. My five-year-old daughter asks me nearly every day, can we do Dad Adventure Dice? What follows are some quick rolls of the dice that lead to a fun activity with an intriguing twist. Within five or ten minutes, we've had a lot of fun, shared a lot of laughter, and made a memory together. Download your own Dad's Adventure Dice today. Visit store.adventures.dad to download yours. That's store.adventure.dad to download Dad's Adventure Dice.